We are in Lake Nona Medical City. In where? Lake Nona Medical City. I don't know where that is. Uh, so it's near the airport, uh, but it's like south of the airport. Um, and really like the, the whole idea of uh, developing the city um, is being developed by a company called Tavistock. And uh, they're really trying to build the city of the future, like uh, including wow. like the medical care of the future. <laughs> the medical care of the future well that sounds like the perfect place to be for your mri yeah. technology so yes exactly did they build it specifically for you guys is that what happened you guys, <laughs> no. the founders of like it. i mean i wish <laughs> but uh we heard about it and we're like oh it sounds amazing um That's and awesome. one particularity of how office space as well is like in big letters it's written like reimagining uh the future of health um we, yeah it's uh Wow. To be in that, in that in that type of environment. That's amazing. Um, man, I, I can't dive in. To, I can't wait to dive in and, and talk about how y'all are using the MRI system for diagnosing diseases. This is, I mean, it sounds revolutionary. So, um, you know, we will get to that. Before we do, though, for the visionaries who are listening in, what are, what are three books that you recommend or three resources you recommend to help visionaries along their path? Well, I was really inspired by the book uh, by Justin Breen, Epic Life. Yes. Uh, it's one of the books that actually, um, so I co-founded the company with my husband, but I kind of struggled with imposter syndrome for a few years. And the reason why is because it's really high tech, uh, scientific based, um, and uh, I'm an immigration attorney by background. Uh, so everyone wow. had a PhD, was a scientist. And uh, it took me a while to understand what I had to bring as a value. Uh, but when I read this book, I was really inspired. Uh, I did my Kobe test. I understood that I was really entrepreneurial at, at heart. Um, and as well, I'm, I'm inspired by the beautiful stories of a couple. And that really uh, inspired me to, to join my husband, uh, you know, full time in, in Imaginistic. Um, another book that I read, it was a long time ago, but The Grit by Angela Duckworth. Uh, it's really about, you know, people, you know, how they're inspired, uh, you know, entrepreneurial, they're going to go for success, never stop, you know, so what what brings grit to people? I, I've read this book a couple of years ago, but I was already like a lawyer entrepreneur um, a few years ago. So um, I, I guess, you know, I'm kind of led by this grit, you know, to, uh, to succeed, to, to persevere and, and never stop. Um, and another really beautiful podcast I want to share as a, as a resource is uh, I Am Driven. We, we did the podcast together, Cody and I, and I Am Driven is based on, 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 a, on a test as well, a personality test that, you know, measure, you know, your strengths and other, you know, weaknesses, but really help, help you to understand yourself. I encourage everyone to take the test. It's, it's a free test and it really helps you to, you know, discover yourself. Um, and it was really interesting to see that Cody and I have so different personality, uh, you know, in a way like we complement very well each other. Um, but I think if I remember correctly, they qualified Cody as a unicorn. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> he was a unicorn and I was more like the typical entrepreneur. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, that's, that's definitely resources I want to share. And I think Cody has some couple as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's for everybody in terms of, uh you know, startup, uh, you know, subject, but I think it's for everybody in terms of 
you know, today's world. Um, so Life Force by Tony Robbins and Peter Diamandis and Robert Hariri. Uh, that book really helped to give me a perspective when it came out. I think I was a little bit more pessimistic about, uh, about healthcare before I read that. And then mm. the future is uh, Faster Than You Think by Peter Diamandis too. I think those two books kind of go together, help us understand how fast things really are moving. Um, that's what I would put out there. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Those are fantastic resources. And given that we have two of you, it's awesome that we got to kind of double down uh, on that. And shout out <laughs> to Justin Breen, who is also on the show. Um, really happy that, uh, you know, to hear that his book had that level of impact on you, Valerie. So um, without further ado, we'll head to the intro and then we'll pick back up with your story and your vision right after right after the intro. All right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, Vision Pros? Welcome in to Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. And I'm really excited to have Dr. Cody and Valerie Garaguslu on the show today. Now, I wish at this point in time, I've never been more embarrassed to not speak French. I mean, my last name for crying out loud. We say Callum, but it's actually Calame. Um, it's a it's, it's a Swiss French pronunciation. Um, so I wish I, I could pronounce their last name better, but Garaguslu. They are an awesome dynamic duo couple uh, that have all sorts of accolades and have created an, a new style of MRI imaging that can diagnose disease, uh, detect disease um, rather. And I'm going to let them get into more of the, the actual science of that. But I'm going to do my best to honor the amazing technology that they have and the amazing couple that they are. Uh, before we bring them on stage, I always want to give a shout out to, to individuals in the form of sponsors that we promote and work with and uh, really enjoy knowing. So we'll start with Sean Lechuga of the Wellness Shop 365. <clears throat> Sean and Julianne are both uh, their health and wellness, um, integrative nutrition, coaching and coaches and consultants. And what really struck me about them and their vision was that they have this um, 365 wheel of life assessment that goes deeper than anything I've seen in terms of, of healthcare providers, somebody who might help you find your optimal health. They're asking about joy, spirituality, creativity, uh, your career, um, your obviously your, your health, um, your, your home cooking. But when you know somebody's diving as deep as into your education, your social life, what you're doing to volunteer, uh, the depth of what they want to build with this wheel of life and the way they take care of people and show up for you as an individual, it really struck me as I got to know them over the last uh, six or seven months. Uh, it's just been a joy to get to know their family and see how well they practice this in their own life. Um, you wouldn't be in bad hands. You'd be in great hands if you contacted them, got to know them, and I heard more about how they might be able to help you with your health goals. Then there is Melissa Gray with The Lost Spot. And yes, I, I had some trepidation about bringing a lawyer onto the show. Um, most lawyers that I know are a little bit too overworked. Uh, they're in extreme demand and their retainers are really high and they usually have an attitude. Uh, Melissa is a, is a nurturer and she knows the law doesn't have to be complicated. She built thelawspot.com in order to help entrepreneurs and business owners, specifically small and medium entrepreneurs, uh, bridge the gap, have legal counsel to represent them without actually being sucked into the super high retainers and knowing that the 
uh, the streamlined versions of, of Crocodoc or LegalZoom just aren't adequate enough when you're going to actually need representation at some point um, in the future for your brand. And some people may say that's kind of a woe is me or, or doom and gloom uh, uh, approach to business. But I've, when you've been in business for 13 years and you've seen the amount of realities that can come up to um, to come after your brand, you know, or to set back your trademarking or your intellectual property gets patented by Apple. Yep, I've been there. Um, it's nice to have somebody. Uh, it would be important to have somebody on hand. You would you wouldn't be a wise steward if you did not have somebody on hand. So I recommend doing your research and interviewing several individuals for your potential legal counsel. Um, it's just nice to I would I would have been happy to know way back in the day about Melissa because I've never talked to an attorney who's made me more comfortable and made me feel uh, more like I can really understand how to protect myself legally. So. I hope that helps at least one of you. Then there's the water project. And I won't go an episode without mentioning something like the water project. Um, I don't see anything derailing it yet. But if you know of a cause that you'd like to see a supporter talk about, don't hesitate to drop that in the comments because there's 8 billion people to help in this world. And by getting the message out that there's opportunities like this, sometimes we inspire people to contribute. I get to walk to my kitchen and get water every single day. And I never want to take that for granted. Um, or, or, you know, realize that or forget that there's millions of people who don't have access to water like that. So what's really neat about the water project is you can select the community that you want to support. You can see how close it is to being funded. You can also see what type of project they're building and you get to see the outcome. They will email you when that community has achieved their outcome. And to see these children, if you're watching the podcast today, uh, it looks like they're celebrating water. Um, with even more excitement than my own kids celebrate Christmas. And my kids are grateful kids that love Christmas. So uh, to see these children really appreciate the resource of water like that and to know that we can have that type of impact by donating, you know, anywhere between $1 and $10 million. Um, but if you don't have the financial means of donating to it, my request would be to just pass it forward, share the water project with somebody else, because you never know who's going to have the capacity to help with such matters. Now, as I get ready to bring them on stage, I want to do my best to walk through their, their actual bios and what they're doing with their company, Imaginostics, um, right? So um, images, diagnostics, um, that's, that's at least where my brain went with this. Um, you know, just think about, again, being able to diagnose uh, the body through or and detect diseases through imagery. This, this technology, I haven't seen it before. Um, I haven't heard about it being used. So Imaginostics is a health tech startup developing a breakthrough longevity technology for precision medicine located in Lake Nona Medical City, Orlando, Florida. The company's Cutesy MRI, I believe the Q-U-T-E-C-E -E MRI methodology provides vascular imaging biomarkers that can non-invasively say vascular structure and function in high resolution anywhere in the body, providing clinicians and scientists new endpoints for early detection and enhanced characterization of complex diseases. Uh, the addressing the need for quantitative image biomarkers, there is a dearth of non-invasive diagnostic tools for the internal assessment of our body's physiology. Magnetic resonance imaging 
for those who aren't doctors, that's the, the those are the real words for MRI. It's one of the safest, most non-invasive clinical imaging mo modalities. However, it primarily provides clinicians with only qualitative contrast-based images. No matter how much processing goes into it, even with artificial intelligence, we will always be limited by the qualitative nature of the current image biomarkers. Until now, the few quantitative biomarkers for MRI are not reliable for single patient precision diagnostics, and there's a desperate need for reliable and accurate measurements of relevant internal physiology. That may not be for me or you, but I'm going to be asking Cody and Valerie, you know, who is this so important for and you know which types of diseases um you know does this help us get ahead of and, and cure that way again if we have people in our network who could benefit from this it might be a great idea to make sure that this technology succeeds or get it on their radar so they're ready and 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 aware of what could help them in their situations dr cody garaguslo is an mri physicist that has been inventing and developing Imaginostics proprietary MRI-based quantitative vascular imaging technology since 2011, running preclinical and clinical studies together with his wife, Valerie. They created Imaginostics to translate this technology from benchtop to bedside. Uh, Cody developed the technology as a postdoctoral fellow for two years at the Gordon Center for Medical Imaging at Massachusetts General Hospital and Harvard Medical School before founding the company to translate the technology from bench to bedside. He invented the imaging <clears throat> modality while pursuing his PhD in bioengineering and has an extensive background in imaging and engineering, holding a master's of science degree in biophotonics and dual bachelor degrees in mechanical and nuclear engineering and physics. He enjoys bike riding, the gym, playing board games with his family. And in my opinion, he never sleeps um, doing all that. Then there's Valerie, who's a New York attorney. Her background is in international human rights law and U.S. immigration law. She's an advocate for affordable medical care for all. Valerie's youngest brother grew up with one with only one kidney and a rare uncurable disease of the peripheral nervous system with unknown cause and symptoms similar to diabetic neuropathy. Valerie and Cody have been married for 13 years. They have two beautiful children. In a role as COO, Valerie's outreaching to our first pharma clients to offer our services for accelerating drug development, especially for non for, especially for novel drugs that improve vascular biology. See also She's also reaching out to potential investors and partners to bring out, <clears throat> bring our breakthrough longevity technology to market. My apologies on the voice challenges today, my friends, but it is so important to get this message out there and let people know uh, what's ahead. So Cody and Valerie, thank you so much for being here on Vision Pros Live today. We're honored to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to be here. Absolutely. Uh, so everybody, the, the long bio that I just went through and, and all the accolades, and all, you can go to Imaginostics, of course, you'll be able to access the page, the landing page, so you'll be able to learn more about what they're up to. For now, we're going to dive in as much as possible into your vision, Cody and Valerie. So I'll give you the first question. And that's what is what's your vision for those that you serve directly? You want to start or shall I? I mean, I, I can get started. Um, so really like we, uh, what we really are after is really changing medical care. Like um, right now you see the doctor when you are sick to treat your symptoms. Uh, of course, you know, identify the cause, um, but there are a lot of like complex disease that we, we can detect, but like late in the game. Uh, what we are hoping is really like with the development of, of how platform technology 
um, to be able to detect disease like years or even like decades in advance. So people see their doctor for preventative medical treatment. So really sh shifting, you know, from curative to preventative uh, healthcare. That's what we are going after. Awesome. And so I'm going to ask this question, these questions actually from two different angles, and you guys can choose who's going to answer which one. Um, so one of the questions I'll ask is, how is this, what's the vision for the patients? The other one question will be, what's the vision for the doctors um, or the medical professionals that are going to be impacted by this technology? Just got that epiphany. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm going to dive into that with Cody. Cody, on your side, what's your vision for the medical professionals that you're serving? Yeah, so the vision for, for the clinicians uh, and, and medical professionals is really to provide, um, you know, new tools at their disposal. So, um, you know, there, there, there are some lengthy and complex processes, for example, for... Uh, diagnosing dementia, for example, or, or cognitive impairment. And um, it's a, it takes a long time, you're going to get different scans, you're going to go through a lot of testing it can take years. Um, there are diseases like this, where the processes are, are rather qualitative. And, um, and so there's, there's just a need for, um, you know, these uh, more quantitative, you know, for example, full brain assessment of the health, right, and talk about what part of the brain and, and how much. Um, so yeah, just really equipping the clinicians is sort of the, the look there. Awesome. And we're going to dive into your personal side of your life a little bit. You got 13 years of marriage. Congratulations two children. Awesome. Uh, you got a lot of great hobbies as well. Um, what, what's your vision for yourself, Valerie? What do you see for yourself on the horizon? Sure. I mean, like, you know, uh, we, this is a dream of ours. Um, like we've, uh, you know, as, as long as I remember when I met Cody, he wanted to cure cancer. Um, I'm more about like, you know, kind of fighting for justice, justice for all. And I, I found it really unfair that some people, you know, cannot live the, li the life that, you know, they deserve because they, they're suffering from disease. Um, I personally lived it with, um, with a brother of mine who has a rare disease that is uncurable. Um, the, the doctors are just able to manage the symptoms, um, you know, and, and I wish for everybody, you know, to, um, to have the best care that is possible, have the best life that is possible. So it really is rooted in, um, you know, deep, um, uh, I'll say, yeah, vision or, or need for, for justice. Um, and that's why I went to law school as well. Um, yeah, I want to offer to everybody like the same, you know, same chance as, as much as possible. You, you did ask, you know, what was going to be the impact for patients. Uh, I think, you know, if people want, obviously, you know, to kind of anticipate what could happen to them, you know, if they are, um, you know, risk of developing a disease, like and can get an MRI scan where they are in their 20s or 30s, they can anticipate, you know, go see their doctor, really try to, you know, have a preventative me medical treatment plan. And, uh, you know, you kind of empower them to have the, you know, best life that they can have um, with the support that they need. Um, so that's really what's driving me, you know, to uh, to work at Imaginostics. Well said, well said. And Cody, how about yourself? What's your, what's your personal vision? Uh, it can be outside of work, it can be about work as well, but 
Uh, we'd love to know what your personal vision is. Uh, my personal vision is uh, like that movie Elysium with uh, Matt Damon, right? Where they've got that machine, you know, and then they're all trying to get to it. And so it's going to scan you, it's going to find any disease, and then it's going to cure you. Uh, so that's why, you know, this technology is really a platform technology. I mean, if you can look at the blood vessels and the small vessel health, like you can talk about almost any disease in the body um, and really detect these sort of chronic diseases that we detect quite late, but early. Um, and so that's a part of it. And that's also why, you know, I uh, a big part of what we're doing is is building partnerships with companies that are developing really the next generation of therapeutics. Um, including cell therapy, which I think is, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be the next step on sort of, um, you know, beyond, uh, beyond these single molecule kind of drugs we're making and what they need, actually, it's interesting because, uh, what they need is, is these measurements or some biomarker measurements that can show how well it's working so they can get through the FDA. Right. And I'm really passionate about that. And I care a lot about that, especially placental stem cells. Because uh, it's an ethical place. Every every you know every birth comes. We got our third one on the way, um, yeah. and so we're gonna congratulations. <laughs> and you know every it's a natural. Every birth comes with the placenta, right? And it's just this. You know, Dr. Bapariri is the one who discovered. You know, comes with uh, stem cells, the stem cell factory in there, and um, so there's a lot of curative potential with those. I think that's beautiful. That's awesome. Uh, I can I can see your passion. I can hear it in your voice too. Um, you know, and I look forward to seeing all the things that you guys are able to accomplish with that over the decades to come. Um, now, there's obstacles we run into as leaders um, with our visions, and, and one of them is our own leadership. Sometimes it's leadership that we've experienced. So I'll start with Cody on this one. Um, Cody, on the darker side of business and growth or life, what's the worst leadership experience that you've ever had or seen? Worst leadership experience I had, I guess, uh, so my, my PhD was done under, uh, you know, what's called the, my principal investigator. So my PI, and I continued to work with him, uh, during my postdoctoral fellowship. And, uh, you know, I invented this technology really, he's, he's on board, uh, as an inventor as well. You know, even if you contribute 1%, you're there, but when it came time to make the company, he backed out of it and, and wanted me to work for him. And so he says, you know, I'm going to have all this, I'm going to have all the equity and you'll just be a little worker bee for me. That was pretty bad leadership. That's the wrong way to go. So we got, we got rid of him and we fought hard to do it without him. And now he's out of the picture, but, um, you know, I think Good for you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, thank God actually that, that, you know, that guy's got such an, uh, but, uh, but, you know, I, I think, um, I think good leaders want to see the people that they work with prosper and try to be fair and equitable with, with their work. And, um, you know, if we're successful, the people that are working with us are really going to feel that success too. I love that. I've, I've been on both ends of the spectrum, um, on the equity side of, of business and, uh, some, some businesses, some people, they don't appreciate the people who are helping them build their found building the foundations. Uh, and in other cases, the person who starts the foundation gets undercut and cut out as well, um, right? But I do want to give a, an extreme honor to Dr. Seth Yates. Um, he's my business partner at AbleHealth.us. Uh, most people don't know I'm a co-founder of that company now, and I have 44% equity in that business. Um, so when he offered after we worked together for a month and a half, and after the month and a half, he's like, Jackson, like, this is amazing. I need a business partner. And he was willing to give up to 50%. I said, you know, no way, man. Like, you founded this for now. You need to have full control over what we're doing. 
And I said, okay, let's do 49%, but here's what we're going to do. So we're going to call Matt, who introduced us, and we're going to offer him 5% because he's a nutritionist by trade. He's one of your friends, and we want him in this long long term as well. Now, if Matt came in and started providing tons of value, we would up the ante on what his, what his equity stake is. Um, you know, it's so helpful. I'm glad you gave the example of this because there's so many visionaries out there who think they have to have the entire pie. And it's like, what are you doing? You're, you're strangling your own opportunity to move forward. You know, give people an incentive and a reason to help you build the foundation. That's that's at least my thought. Um, that's what I would recommend. So do you have a, a worse leadership experience on your end, Valerie, that you'd like to share? Well, I, I worked for a lot of different type of people. Um, I, I, you know, I worked in, in, in France, in, in the Netherlands, in, uh, in Boston, um, I, you know, I think each time is like some kind of um, you have to adapt to your new environment. I'm just going to speak for for myself as a leader myself. Um, I had struggled with uh, managing people like in terms of, um, you know, kind of over expecting that they can do everything I asked them to do as I was more in the context of the law firm. Um, and I realized that sometimes, no, you, you do have, to, you know, there is some kind of learning curve. Uh, from where people start and where you want them at. And, you know, you kind of have to guide them step by step. Um, I mean, it just, um, you know, especially like with law clerk or paralegal, you really have to like kind of teach them, right? Step by step. Um, I'm, I'm, um, because I'm so independent, like, and I kind of, I like to figure out things by myself. Um, I, you know, I have a tendency of thinking that people are like that as well. Right. But I think some people need more guidance, you know, on, yeah. on, on how to, um, acquire some, some skills or some, uh, you know, but I, I think, yeah, I, I worked with uh, different people and you have to, you know, remember that sometimes there are some cultural, <laughs> um, background as well involved, even if we always speak English, like, you know, you, you know, I, I worked in, um, in a, in international environment where everyone comes with his own culture. So, um, you know, it's always like an adaptation, I, I'll say, you know, and people have different management style. Um, so like, you know, the employee or the employer has to kind of, they have to figure it out, right? It's a relationship. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned that. And with cultures, there are different management styles. There's different needs. There's different desires. Um, and even within cultures, you've got different styles within different neighborhoods and within different families. And that can be extremely hard to understand how do you, you know, how do you show up the right way for every different personality? Yeah. And as a great country singer, Billy Currington said, people are crazy. Um, good song, um, by the way, but what we are, um, you know, the sooner we own that, I realize we're all different. The, I think the easier it kind of becomes to, to start relating with more of the people around us. Um, so well said, let's start with you on this one, Valerie, on the flip side, what's your best leadership experience look like? Um, I had some pretty amazing experience. Uh, one of them was when I was at the Harvard, uh, immigration and refugee clinic, uh, it was part of GBLS, Greater Boston Legal Services, and my two supervisors, um, uh, John Wilshire Carrier and uh, Nancy Kelly, 
they were amazing attorneys. Like, um, I think, you know, they are recognized as the leaders in uh, asylum law, asylum and refugee law. They actually helped to build it. And, uh, you know, Corbitan, you know, know, case law is, uh, I mean, like, it was pretty amazing to work under their supervision. And I was just a a freshly... um, uh, you know, I was not even an attorney in the U.S. yet because I had to pass the bar, but I was still in law school and they really treated me, you know, unequal. Like they really treated me as an attorney, um, you know, recognizing my experience from friends. Um, wow. And it was really empowering to me because, um, you know, depending on t- who you t- speak to, <laughs> some people are, you know, oh, you're not a lawyer yet <laughs> or Yes. you know or, or treat you that way and they um they were really encouraging and treating me as equal and you know brainstorming with me like legal strategy um that was one of my you know my best experience and uh that reminded me as well a lot uh when i worked at the international criminal court in the hague um because it was it felt really international like international human rights um so i i love that experience a lot that's amazing Cody, same question for you. What's the best leadership experience you've had or seen? Oh, I'm just thinking about that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly surprised. So, I mean, you know, coming from an academic background, um, there's, I'm constantly surprised by, uh, you know, these, these different, you know, strong academic people who, who really give so much and contribute. Um, I've got, you know, so many different mentors and I've needed to reach out to, you know, different people for their expertise. Um, you know, uh, you know, I've, uh, you know, one, one of my mentors has been like Steven Greenberg at MGH and, um, you know, he, he was directing this consortium called the Mark Besid consortium and they've standardized some stuff. And so, you know, uh, one of the things they standardized is how to do, um, you know, uh, in a clinical setting, how to, do a, a complicated, uh, fairly complicated procedure called the hyper challenge where you're like breathing in like uh, 5% CO2 gas and 95% air. You don't, you don't know you're doing it, but when you have that mask, it makes all your blood vessels dilate and it's this, and, um, you know, I, I reach, mm-hmm. I reach out to Hans Eng Lu at, you know, John Hopkins and, you know, the, I mean, these, these people, I mean, they, they, they've developed these, uh, methods. A lot of times they develop different technologies. Um, and like giants, we stand on their shoulders and they give and they give and they give their time. So there, there's, a there's, there's been, uh, a lot, a lot of different, um, investigators in academia and even in the, you know, program directors in the NIH, I think, um, between the NIH and, 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 and those institutions, I've just seen, you know, countless really powerful individuals just sort of giving, um, and, um, you know, I, I could I could mention quite a few by name, but um, yeah, I mean, it's I'm inspired by that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, the, one of the principles that I, I hear you talking about is how when you make the transition in your life to surround yourself by a network of great leaders, the it, it, you have an exponential receipt of of people giving to you, people helping you develop and learn. And, and they usually want you to succeed. I've seen the same as I've transitioned to work with people who are successful. Um, you know, and, and when I say successful, um, personally, I define that by people who, um, who have a tremendous amount of wealth in terms of how they show up for others. Uh, financially, sometimes they're also very wealthy or, or well off enough. And they, 
care tremendously. They're passionate about their purpose in life. Um, and those people, they want to mentor. Um, you know, they want to show up. They want their legacy to continue. They want somebody to improve upon the formula that they have. Um, and so if you're if you're without that right now, if you're a visionary, you're trying to do this alone and you don't have support, then I'd highly recommend starting to find where where a community is that could help. And the Vision Pros community is a good example. The I Am Driven podcast community, I imagine, is another good example. And making sure that you also stay in touch with Valerie and Cody, reach out to them and see how can I get involved um, in your circles or in what you do. It's also an opportunity. Um, so that's that's one powerful lesson I would share. Now let's now let's double and triple down. So if this was the last chance you had, Cody, to share a powerful lesson with the world, what can other visionaries learn from your experience? The last, uh, it, man, <laughs> the last one. You're the you're the genie, and this is our last wish. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know. I I think what's what's been powerful for me has has always been, you know, I. I think, um, I mean, I've, I've got, I've got my eye on sort of the beginning and the end game. Maybe that's just sort of the way I look at it. So, you know, um, we're all aging. We're all, we all have a journey and it's a, it's going to be a finite one. Um, so, you know, my, my focus has always been sort of like that. And so I've, you know, I've, um, the way I live isn't to shoot, you know, to chase after sort of like, uh, you know, ephemeral things, right? Like chasing after the wind, wealth and glory, or, um, you know, honestly, if I could just be kind of the guy behind the scenes, making some things happen that make the impact that I want, that's what I would do. So I would say, follow your nose, follow your heart. You know, what, what everyone's called, I've seen that people are called to different things. Uh, you know, and if you, if you explore what you're passionate about, I think you're going to make the biggest impact. It may not be clear to you how it's going to work out, you know, what, what, what it will look like, you know, and, and that started for me, like studying physics and engineering. I just knew that I wanted to help people and I'm studying that, you know, I could have stopped and said, oh, maybe I should, you know, become a doctor or a nurse or something that would have made sense. So I think just following your passions, even you, if, even if you don't understand where it will lead. And then just trusting in a higher power that, you know, there's something there um, for your contribution. And I think when we contribute, uh, that's where we find our happiness. And when we connect to sort of that higher power, you know, um, the creator of this universe, that's that's when we, you know, really see an eternal perspective beyond this finite one. That's how I would put Ooh. it, I guess. Even if I was in a stadium, we'd have the music going right now, and I'd be leading the wave of, of standing ovations and be like, yeah, yes, he hit it. Yes, I'm right there with you, man. I love that. Um, you know, following your passions, even if you, you know, you're told you're crazy, um, you know, even if you feel a little bit crazy, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's so rewarding to continue that process and realize that, wow, like, like I ended up finding what makes what makes my life feel so wonderful. Um, you know, like it's it's super rewarding. So uh, visionaries, you know, stay, we hope you stay on your track. In other words, Valerie, how about yourself? What's your what's your powerful lesson that other visionaries can learn from your experience? Sure. Um, so I, I'm also led by faith. Um, I became a Christian when I was in my 17. Uh, I'm not from a religious family, so it, it was a bit of a discovery. Um, and I remember being really kind of anxious about what is God's plan for me. 
um, I used to actually study, like I, I did a major in math in school. I wanted to go to medical school. I tried uh, engineering a little bit. I switched to law because I felt like, you know, it was more like my calling justice and, and helping people. Um, but it's, it's funny that, you know, many years later, <laughs> I'm kind of putting that aside and joining a medical startup, trying to help yeah. patients, you know, uh, live a better life, a longer life. Um, so I, I'll just say, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, God led us in a mysterious way. Um, I think, you know, be true to yourself, like kind of, you know, go with what inspire you in life. Um, but as well, like kind of, I'll say, you know, trust the process that, you know, you'll be where you need to be. Um, and uh, we are, you know, I mean, it's kind of a funny quote from an anime, like with, I think it's the, no, it's not the Avatar, it's like um, the Dragon Prince. In the Dragon Prince, is an anime on Netflix, and wow. um, the elf asks, you know, the parrot, you know, like some kind of life lesson, and the parrot say, you know, you're kind of in a river, and, you know, if you follow your heart and your gut, you'll end up where you're supposed to be, like, on that river, right? And I really like this analogy because you can make beautiful plants, whatever, but you might not, you know, end up where you thought you will be. So I think, um, you know, kind of trust that, you know, there, there is a bigger plan that someone you have, um, you know, in mind. You just have to, like, get started, Um and, and uh, you know, follow, you know, what you think is best um, according to your personality, to your passion, to your calling. And, uh, you know, things will um, kind of, you, you will be led, you know, in, in a way. You know, I feel like I'm led to, you know, right now to help, you know, with Imaginistics. I'm also, you know, thinking about starting a podcast to encourage uh, female, you know, women leadership. Because uh, that's really, um, you know, a passion of mine to encourage other women. Um, but, you know, you just have to get started and then you'll see where it goes, you know. Absolutely. I love that. And I'm glad you included faith. Um, and, and I'm, you know, this is a safe space, Vision Pros, for ideas like that. It's It would be really sad if we didn't talk about the superpowers within. Um, you know, that, that drive conviction, that drive us to our, our best opportunities. And there's, there's so many different directions I want to go with all the things that you just you just talked about, Valerie. One of them is I want to make sure to connect you to some of you both, to some of the people in the network that may be um, interested in, in Imaginostics, that may be resources as well. So let's make sure to follow up on that. But I've got to ask first. Um, in the process of growth, are you guys, are you seeking funding? Are you past that stage of driving the vision forward? Uh, where is Imaginostics at right now? So we're, uh, we are seeking funding. Um, I, I hope that we've found the funding that we need, um, waiting to hear back. Um, but until then, until the eggs are hatched, I'll say we are seeking funding. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, if you if, if you're interested in investing or being a part of our mission, uh, you know, now's the time to reach out to us. Um, so please true do that. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you found something. I'm glad that you all are being wise about looking for additional opportunities. You know, I see a lot of people on the job market. If you're a visionary and you're um, still at the career stage and you're applying for jobs, 
one of the dangerous things that you can do is is stick with the one job offer and not have multiple offers um, where you don't you don't have choices and supply and demand is no is not in your favor if you haven't done the due diligence. So um, I'm, I'm glad that you guys see that opportunity. And uh, as we so we'll I'll introduce you to some people uh, that come to mind. Um, Harut from Mark Mark Bo Mark Botics would be somebody that I'd love for you to meet. Um, Sam Rain um, in regards to the SBIR. I'll introduce you to uh, Melissa from the Lost Spot, amazing individual. And there's a there's a few more along the path. Uh, Bernard Chong is a is an angel investor that was on the show. Just follow up with me um, about these individuals, and and uh, we'll get you connected as you see fit. Um, now let's talk about imaginostics, detecting disease early for a healthier life. Um, so, what types of diseases are you able to detect with your technology, Dr. Cody? Yeah. So. Um, the publications that we have are in, uh, you know, head injury, uh, looking at, you know, blood brain barrier leakage from very mild head impacts, uh, type two diabetes, looking at blood brain barrier leakage in that disease. Um, you know, we've looked at, um, we've looked at, uh, you know, the single most significant genetic risk factor for Alzheimer's, and we've been able to characterize the whole aging process in, um, you know, in genetically modified animals, uh, with APOE4. And, you know, from, from a 20 year old human, uh, equivalent in, in these genetically modified, uh, you know, marine models, um, we're able to see, uh, the disease so early and then how it changes, uh, throughout the process. And so we have been, um, funded by the, uh, National Institute on Aging and the Alzheimer's Drug Discovery Foundation to do, uh, the first controlled biomarker study for Alzheimer's disease, uh, with our technology focusing on early detection at mild cognitive impairment. So we're doing that now at the University of Miami and Brigham Women Hospital. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a ton of applications. I mean, multiple sclerosis is an important one uh, that we're looking now with the big pharma partner uh, because, you know, they need biomarkers for that. So, you know, for example, in multiple sclerosis, um, it's an autoimmune disease. So, you know, you think, well, where's the vascular um, measurements there? And uh, it's well known that there's an increase in vascular density there and also um, lots of blood brain barrier leakage in the disease. And so the measurements of structure and um, leakage there are quite important, probably also function, but really any neurodegenerative disease, I mean, heart disease. Um, I mean, people say, you know, I mean, we could be like clearly for an insert the blank. I mean, we could, we could probably even do CAD better than what clearly does. Um, so, you know, it's a, high resolution functional structural and leakage measurements of the vasculature throughout the whole body um, so we've even talked to people about crohn's disease looking at leaky uh, gut um, but um you know we can map ischemia and around the heart i mean people are interested in using this technology for looking at uh, vascular implants so for example uh, companies developing a technology for uh, aneurysms and the difficulty is is that they can't image that and they need to see it and so we have yep. no trouble imaging even up to stainless steel uh, or other, uh, you know, implant uh, materials, uh, you know, in the body. So um, it's it's really an incredible technology for al almost any disease. Um, so those are some that come to mind. Well, thank you for, for talking about some of the diseases. It helps me think through, too, um, the people in my life that this uh, may apply to. Valerie, you were going to add to that. Yeah, I mean, like in, in a nutshell, I would say it's, it's a platform technology. So um, there are a lot of different medical applications and Cody gave a brief overview. 
Um, but right now, like we fundraising for our uh, go to market, um, you know, to be available um, at hospitals and clinics. So how go to market um, is a 10 times better uh, imaging technique that is renally safe. So for people who are contradicated to gadolinium, um, you know, especially because they have kidney uh, problems. So for chronic kidney, chronic kidney disease patients, uh, stage four and five uh, specifically. So after we are able to be on the market and provide a solution uh, for those patients, then you know at the same time we you know we are we are pursuing non-dilutive funding uh, through grants um, and partnership, um, especially with uh, with pharma um, to explore the different medical applications. Um, but there are a lot. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I think we are gonna discover along the way as we work. Um, with different experts, you know, where is, the, you know, the most applicable or where it makes the most, most sense to kind of pursue the different uh, applications. But yeah, it's really like, um, you know, the, the word that comes to mind is really like platform because it's, uh, um, there are a lot of different applications because we can image anywhere in the body and look at the small vessels to understand the small vessels. So, um, we we always looking for you know experts that we can collaborate with, write grants uh, with you know and uh, and see where we can be the most uh, helpful. Absolutely, uh, you mentioned Crohn's disease. I actually have a, a nephew with Crohn's disease. Um, how how soon will this technology be available for diagnosis, or is it already? So the the timeline is that within two years it'll be available. You know in every hospital. Um, and that's just the, you know, the black and white vascular images. Um, so every year there's 40 million MRI scans, 20 million are with gadolinium. Um, and at least a million are not undergone because patients are contraindicated to gadolinium. A gadolinium is a toxic heavy metal, really shouldn't be used, but you know, life-saving medical imaging procedures. So our technology is a completely different way to use an MRI scanner, but it works with the hardware there. So it really comes as a software, changes the physics of the data acquisition for new data, and it works with an iron supplement for contrast. So our go-to-market is those 10x better vascular images with the iron supplement for contrast, especially for people who can't get gadolinium. But really, we can grow into the whole market, the whole gadolinium market, um, and, and, and potentially replace it. So that's sort of the go-to-market, and it's a software and, um, and contrast agent combo because, you know, we're, we're offering the, um, the, uh, the iron supplement. So... Um, and so that's that's what's going on there. And so that's two years. It'll be available, kind of replace what what we have there, more you know safer. And then after that, um, you know, are all those applications. So the technology will be there. But from those black and white images, now the next step will be to go to a decision support tool for each disease. And that's a data driven process. So we'll need to get each different application, you know, um, data sets for those, get FDA clearance for for each of them. And that's and that's also why we're um, you know pursuing those uh, technologies in parallel, sort of the next step after the imaging technology is available to do the biomarker-driven you know assessment of disease. Um, so that's sort of the strategy and approach. But I mean, like to to be candid, it could take many years. Like uh, kind of depend on the type of funding and support uh, that we get for each medical applications. So let's say you know. If we found a you know um, a strong partner and we're able to like 
do a clinical study, I mean, obviously it will become sooner available. Um, so we got a lot of support in the field of Alzheimer's disease. Um, but like each application could take, you know, a few years, you know, um, de depending on, you know, the support and the funding. Absolutely. Have, um, to, because like there is like the research and then there is, you know, all the process to make it available. So FDA clearance, yep. or FDA approval. So, I mean, it could take a, a while depending on each depending type of applications. Yeah, absolutely. And as we know, the sooner the better, um, you know, for yeah. those who are suffering with these realities. Yeah. Um, I've got to ask uh, as a sports fan, um, is this technology also able to help with the CTE diagnosis? I think so. Um, I a hundred percent. I mean, you know, those, wow. those guys, yeah, those guys have blood brain barrier leakage. They have, um, you know, so, I mean, these are the, so, so that's, um, that's definitely an application, you know, mapping the, you know, the, the vascular density is, is going to change the structure, um, there. And then the, the function of those vessel changes, there's leakage. I mean, that's, that's a clear, um, application. So all, all of these things really just require the funding to do the study. Um, yes. and, um, it's the, it's the first measurements that work at the individual level. So some of the things we measure, you know, with standard or state of the art imaging techniques, I mean, you can do it, but you need like these large groups of people to see an effect because it, you just can't see it at the individual level. The signal's not strong enough. So if you've got, you know, 50 people have been hit in the head and 50 who have not, and you have a drug, you know, and then that's basically what's going on right now. And so our technology, for the first time, you can see it at the individual level. So now it's useful for individualized uh, diagnosis and, and detection. Um, and again, I think the key point is, is that, you know, well, first of all, of course, we need the funding in, in, in that area to be able to develop it and get it ready. But the, the point is, is that, um, yeah, we want to make those uh, technologies available for detection. But at the same time, our heart is to work immediately with drug developers in those spaces to make uh, therapeutics in this. So, Absolutely. Well, that, that's awesome. <clears throat> I know you guys have to run. I would ask you questions all day if I could. I'm really fascinated by what you're up to. I look forward to seeing the technology come out for obviously for, for many reasons. I'm humbled and honored that you came on the Vision Pros platform. Uh, everybody who's listening in right now in the in the landing page, you will see the action steps you can take to support Dr. Cody and Valerie Garaguzlo in this uh, development of Imag Imaginostics. Um, and if you also are a visionary who has your own vision, you'd like to apply to be on the show in the top right corner, you'll see a button that says, be our guest. You can apply to be on the show. We'll talk about your vision. Um, and as long as it's holistic, as long as you're striving to be the best leader that you can, then you'll likely qualify to be able to come on this show. We want to see all, <clears throat> all enlightening holistic projects come to life. We're here to help facilitate that. Um, Cody, Valerie, thank you so much for being here today. And Vision Pros, have an excellent rest of your day. Thank you, Jackson. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent time building out your vision.